been wanting to do a podcast and we're gonna do this casual. <laughs> I got a lavalier Ooh. mic. Here, pal. Your breaker. Oh, okay. Ah, Yep. All right, so let's go with what we got. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> As it should be. So welcome uh, anybody that's joined us out there. Casey, Marissa, uh, I'm looking to see if anybody's on uh, Facebook yet, but I'm not quite hitting that. Um, but I'm watching, I'm looking. Um, welcome uh, to our second bonfire and brews. I got to get my brew. And this is with uh, Ty Schmidt of El Grupo Norte. Super stoked to have him with us tonight. Let me grab my brew, man. <laughs> I didn't even think about it until I, said, until I said welcome to bonfire and brews and then I realized I didn't have a brew. And then I realized the fire's almost out. <laughs> so the sun's up, so it rains down. So it's. You know. What are you drinking over there? Well, Jamie, uh, I got something special here. I got, you know, Norte uh, gets a, a beer once a year uh, from the fine folks down at Silver Spruce Brewing down here on Eighth Street. Never see and and uh, tomorrow, uh, Bicicleta Norte's uh, benefiting beer launches, but they gave me a sneak peek. And it is delicious. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, so it's it fully uh, uh, big launch uh, tomorrow, May 1st, uh, starting a bike month here, National Bike Month in your city. Oh, May is bike month. I should have known that. What are you guys doing for that? Well, uh, well we were doing a lot of things uh, up until a few weeks ago. Um, but we we're making the most of it and still trying to tell the story that bikes are uh, not canceled. Bikes are essential. Uh, bikes are, you know, economical, fun, functional transportation to get around. So we have we're we're converting a lot of our in-person programs to these uh, solo adventure type. Excellent. That's awesome. Well, I got my I brought my bike. I see it. I see it. What <laughs> bike is that? Can't tell. Uh, I got a. That was uh, actually my birthday present. I got a uh, Moto Bacane um if i pronounce that right uh frame uh and then um i don't know all the technical stuff about it but it's got uh the see i think it's 275 tires on it uh which are bigger than one i'm used to um still getting used to the to the friction of that a little bit it, i somebody told me i was going to have that and i got on it started riding and immediately felt a difference from my old bike um, so I'm still getting used to that, but I really like how well I can navigate through the woods with it. It's even when I'm off track, you know. Oh, it looks sweet. Nice bike. Thank you. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> I was just looking to see if the stuff's coming through the um, Facebook, right? Because I didn't want to be the only face they were seeing. But uh, while I am messing with that, uh, the whole point to this conversation is just to hang out next to a virtual fire and share a beer with a friend. So cheers. Cheers to you, Jamie. Cheers. A little, little virtual clink there. <laughs> and uh, we're taking advantage of uh, this opportunity. I'm going to try sharing my screen and see if uh, that helps on Facebook at all. Um, 
so um Um, all right, I'm not, I'm going to stop that because I don't think that helped. Let's go with that and see what happens. Um, okay, so we wanted to have a conversation, uh, just kind of talking uh, to frame our conversation around three questions that, um, uh, you know, David Leith, the tree guy, uh, David Leith and I were saying that, uh, we would like a podcast conversation just talking about what first got us into the outdoors, what our business in the outdoors is now, and why other people should make a point of getting outside. So uh, let me hit you with that first question, Ty. What first got you into the outdoors? Well, I would say, like a lot of us, I would guess it was my dad. And I was fortunate enough to, to grow up in a small town in central Manitoba, about 10 kilometers north of, of a national park, uh, Canadian National Park, Riding Mountain National Park, and um, kilometers for my American friends. That's about six miles. And so it was really close, right? And uh, what a privilege um, to be able to grow up with that in our backyard. And um, we went there all the time to hike and camp and um, explore the woods and canoe. And um, I think that, that as the young person was a taste of that outside is special. And, um, you know, when in doubt, go outside. That's what I tell my boys right now. If you're, if you're like in a funk or if you're, you know, you're stressed out, you know, even just stepping out your front door and Getting a, a bit of fresh air is, uh, is, is so therapeutic. So that's, that's how I got my, 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 my bug for, uh, for the outdoors. And then as I, as I graduated college and moved to Southern Arizona, like that, that was another special, you know, spending time in, in um, the Sonoran Desert, like a different planet than Manitoba, you know, I mean, really. Mars, and it took me a while um, to grow to love the desert, but I did, you know, and um, and the mountains. Where, where in southern Arizona were you? Tucson. So I moved to Tucson um, in '99 and spent eight years there, working as as a physical therapist uh, right out of school. Hi, it's my neighbor. Um, Howdy, neighbor. <laughs> Um, so I, yeah, I spent, I spent eight years and, uh, you know, I, I, like, I just, I hiked a ton and I camped a ton and I mountain biked a ton. And I, I it was one of those towns that, um, so much to explore and so little time almost. And, um, and then moving back up here to, to Michigan in, in 06, um, after my first son was born, you know, having never uh, heard of River City or been to Michigan when he did so, you know, what a, what a, how lucky am I, you know, to have, again, um, the water, the dunes, the woods, the rivers, you know, the lakes. Um, 
lucky man, you know. Awesome. Yeah. And that all started with uh, your dad taking you in the outdoors. Yeah, my dad and my, my two brothers. And I remember, you know, it was before, you know, I just canvassed tents and <laughs> you know, uh, Pullman stoves and not fancy gear. And, um, and I'm sure there was some less than fun moments in there, but I don't remember them. Right. I, I don't remember. I just um, love it. Yeah. And, and now as a father, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, it's something that we're at our best when we're outside, you know, like really like we we're in the house, we're fighting, we're arguing, especially now. Like, I just feel like it's, we're so close to each other all the time that as soon as we get out and even if it's just walking to the, to the, to the bay or to the park or to the, you know, down to the Boardman Lake, it's like just that, you know, we're at our best. So, um, fortunate to be quarantined in a place like this, me. <laughs> if you had to pick a place. <laughs> Not a bad place. You know, that's, I, I, I'm thinking about the fact that it was your dad that got you into the outdoors. And uh, last week, I was talking to Kofi a lot about uh, dads and, and children uh, getting your kids outdoors. That was my experience, too. Um, I lived on a farm and used to get back in the you know, fence row thicket a lot. But my dad lived on a lake. And uh, we had stretched behind the house. The house was on the lake. And then behind the house was woods that just seemed to go forever and on saturdays we would you know grab our fishing poles or grab our water bottles and just take off on a hike through the woods and we had that was in indiana and indiana has umpteen million sugar creeks and we would just go back to sugar creek and hike and hike and um and that was always uh influential and, and magical time. And, and there was one time when my mom and I just got in this really bad argument and she couldn't handle uh, the conversation anymore. And she tapped my dad and said, handle this. And so, uh, hey, Eric, I'm gonna actually uh, mute your video for Facebook, but you're still on. Um, so there we go. Um, so uh, my mom tapped my dad and said, handle this conversation. And the way my dad handled it was that Saturday, he said, let's go for a hike. And we walked off in the woods and we found this big bluff and we sat down and we had this heart to heart about how I was behaving and how I was interacting with my mom. And at the end of that, he said, we shall forever henceforth call this conversation the bluff summit and, and and he like like made this moment like huge in my uh, childhood memory and we, we always refer to that as the bluff summit it influenced my life yeah and i and i and i and i think of that again as a father seeing two boys like how how can we have those moments and and uh and i and i think it's like a different time but i don't know 
it was a different time. You know, I, I, I watch what they do now. I got a, I got a high schooler and a middle schooler and, you know, I, You know, technology's changed a bit, and um, how how friends interact is seems like it's changed a little bit, and and it kind of breaks my heart a bit to see them not not going out uh, on adventures as much as I think they should. But you know, I think like that's that's my job as a dad, right, is to make sure that they have those opportunities to to explore and to you know get lost and you know to have summits and. Um, Well, you know, and actually during this 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 pandemic, we've gone and hiked more places that I've never been, and I don't. This is probably not even allowed. I'm probably discouraged about this whole stay at home place. But we've like I've never been to Timbers. I've never been. Um, I've never been to. I've never been to the Brown Bridge Quiet Area. To be honest, I've never hiked over the new bridge there. Um, you know, I've never been to Maplehurst up in Elk Rapids. Um, so we're trying to make the most of it. And I, and I hope that when we look back on this next year, you know, on this time that we can be proud, like, man, we, you know, we spent some quality time as a family outside and, um, but every day is a struggle. Yeah, getting outside now is uh, something of a parent's a parental tool for uh, managing the stay-at-home uh, situation. I think that we're in. So, uh, segue there. Does that um, does that caretaker responsibility of introducing your kids to the woods and uh, the outdoors and uh, getting exercise in nature does that uh, is that part of the reason why you do what you do and that's a segue to what do you do right now that's outdoors related um well i, I, I as a physical therapist so i spent 18 years inside uh treating uh chronic disease and pain and dysfunction um which was a rewarding job, you know. It's you get to help people hurt less and move more, and 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 I, and I love that part of my career. And 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 three years ago, I I uh, I left to come full time on Norte. So Norte is a a small youth focused advocacy organization, meant uh, you know empower kids to be active for life, you know. And and what that means to us is less about organized sports and and recreation, um, and, and more about just the skills. For them to to get themselves to the places they need to go, you know, including including school, but but also you know to the trailhead and to the park and um, uh, and to other other spots outside. And so when you say um, my thing, you know, I I'm I'm passionate about well, I'm passionate about a few things, but one of them is is health, right? And and how can as as a physical therapist, it got really um, kind of uh, frustrating and depressing a bit um, to treat adults who have known no other, right? Other, no other than just inactivity and sedentary, no fault to their own, right? It's just a system, a culture that's, uh, that's, that, that really supports that and, and, and the results of that, those norms. But it's, um, 
it's something that I just try to, without preaching and, and, and without criticizing or, or judging people, um, trying to provide options um, to walk and bike to the place that they need to go, right? And so that's my job at Norte, right? To think about all those different ways and, and to try to change habits uh, and to also change the environment, right? So I think about access and connection to nature as, you know, we used to, we could tie routes to parks. I mean, excuse me, safe routes to schools. Um, but we're also talking about like safe routes to parks. You know, Traverse City is blessed with almost 30 city parks right in our neighborhoods. Yeah. And while maybe we can't always get to the woods or to the trailhead. Um, but when we have access to parks, to, like for, with a 10 minute walk from our, from our, in our neighborhood, I mean, that has so many benefits yeah. that, that ripple, um, you know, through communities and, you know, that, that's what, I mean, Norte started basically just as a, getting kids on, but we're, we're evolving to just really talk about how we adjust the system around around active for life, right? Happy, healthy, strong communities, walkable communities, uh, kids who learn the skills to move more then hopefully we'll turn into ad adults who learn to move more and, and really speak up for, for those access and connections. So that's what I do and what a privilege uh, to be able to do it, right? Make a living um, advocating for, uh, for stronger communities. Yeah, it's true. I agree with that. Like you mentioned earlier about the effect of COVID mitigation on our lives, and um, we would certainly not have chosen this influence, but uh, looking at, at the silver lining, having this time to, do, to go places that you haven't been able to go and get outdoors more and with our family. Uh, I've been doing one of the honeydew lists that I have not been able to get to for the last year uh, since I've been at GORAC of building a uh, tree house for my kids. Uh, I've been, you know, so busy doing an outdoor job. I haven't had the chance to get outdoors with my kids and build a tree house. And so this has been a tremendous opportunity for me to do that with my kids. And it's giving us those opportunities. Um, as you think about, having time and I think there's benefits right now to getting outside of the house. When you think about that, why should people get outside? Thinking about that in the micro and the macro, why should people right now in the middle of COVID care about getting outside? And, and I see it in my neighborhood um, every day. You know, some, some days I swear it looks like a ghost town because we've had like two days of rain and it just looks sad and depressing. But last Friday, um, the sun was up. It was almost 60 degrees. Um, and, and like people are just coming out. I think people are hungry for it, right? People are hungry for connection. They're hungry for, um, you know, just looking at people, other people other than their, their housemates. You know, I love my wife, but I, I, I you know, I like, it's nice seeing other people once in a while. But thank goodness, you know, that outside isn't canceled, right? And I think of how fortunate 
to have some perspective in all the people who've come before us, whether it's wars or other pandemics or other crises like this, this health crisis is serious, you know, but we can, we can get through this. And my saving grace is outside, right? Every day. Um, and if I didn't have that, you know, I don't know what I would do, you know, personally, also as an organization, Norte, um, you know, we're, we're in a position where our, our mission is, is outside. And, you know, so, you know, we, I think are more relevant than ever talking about walkability, access, active living, social connectedness. Um, and, and like you said, are really looking to come out of this stronger, not just how do we survive COVID, but how do we position ourselves to come out of this and really help to do some good? Mm. And um, I got a lot of smart people around me and we're thinking hard about that and we're doubling down, you know, we're not, we're not laying off anybody. Um, you know, we're, we're hard at work every day thinking about our mission and our purpose. Um, and so when we think about why people should go outside, I mean, it's like, it is free, it is free, uh prozac and it is free you know it's my church and 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 my it's my mental health and it's my happy place and it's where i i get creative right i think it's um the question is how like am i i don't like telling people what to do right i don't i don't like to say you know and i don't really even think that works or helps but like, how do you nudge the system so that it's just what we do, right? We get off the couch, we get off our screen, and we go outside because it's by design. And 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 I'm, that might sound like dreamboaty, um, but I think like that's what we're after to change mindsets and culture about what it means to be human. And and and. And and live in northern Michigan. Yeah. So I agree. It's it's something I think about a lot. And it, it well, and it's something I thought a lot about as a physical therapist because you know, those these are habits we learn early on, right? These are of isolation, of just sitting, of whatever it is, right? And it's not their fault. I mean, it's you know, and once we learn these habits, it's hard to break. I don't care how um how much you want to, you know. Uh, but it's hard to change habits after 20, 30, 40 years of, of sitting inside. So start them young, Jamie. <laughs> That's right. That totally. Well, and you know, I'm not a therapist, physical or cognitive, but, um, I know what it's like to get, uh, uh you know, down and, you know, whether it's just emotionally or whether it's you get so uh, into something that you've got to do that it just sucks you in and you can no longer uh, think creatively how to work that thing out. And the answer for me is always getting getting out of this space between my ears, like I've got to get out of here in order to transcend my emotions, to transcend the, the problem that I'm facing. And there is something to be said about when we are so 
into ourselves that we can't resolve a problem or resolve our emotions of getting outside of ourselves, outside of our homes, outside of our spaces, and getting into that greater social community space and getting into that greater outdoors natural space that helps us to see things from a larger perspective and see things in a more creative light, I think. Yeah. Amen, brother. And, and how do we, and how do we spread that, that word in? And I think like, for the most part, I mean, I, Northern Michigan, man, I'm what, I mean, again, like what a place and, and, and it's inspiring to see how active people are uh, all, all season long, even, even during the winter, whether it's on skis or uh, on bikes or, uh, you know, on snowshoes. Um, and how do we bring people along to, to make it normal? And that's how, that's what I'm, and then eventually like I, you know, Norte can go away and it will still be great and better in a better world for it because you know, it's, uh, it's part of the culture, you know, and, and I care deeply about this town. Like I moved here 14 years ago and, um, you know, I love this town yeah. and, and I, like a lot of other people, um, um, do as well. And they want to see it thrive and they want to see it get better. And, and I really, and I really, really hope that year for we can look back on this time and be proud of this, the, the decisions we made now to, so I think it's an opportunity to really, to make it better. I do. And from a, from a public health standpoint, from a, from a, a community standpoint, you know, and, and I hope people really appreciate their public lands right now. Yes. Um, and, and I hope that that funding and the power and the resources continue to support our public lands and people like the Land Conservancy and, and Rotary and Go Rest and uh, the DNR. And because now it makes you really obvious, like, man, this, it, it would just imagine, you know, I don't know, some big city, urban jungle, not having that, that, that opportunity. Uh, it's true. And there's so, we, it's easy for us in Michigan and Northern Michigan, especially to take uh, adva uh, advantage of that and not recognize the value that we have. But I mean, in, in a small way right now during the COVID mitigation, uh, a lot of our campgrounds are closed, even if the state park or national park is itself open for day use. And that in itself should you know, give people a threshold of appreciation for, you know, what would we do if we didn't have that space? And I think people are going to be hungry for it. I hope that when this is over that, um, it's going to be like full gas, right? Embracing life and, and again, not taking anything for granted and, um, I don't know. I, some days I feel like I'm super optimistic and I got this. And some days I just want to bed covers and <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. kind of flip flop between that. Today is a good day. I think this weather, the weather helps. Right. And how lucky are we to have an early spring and, 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 uh, 
pretty pretty decent weather. I mean, to be honest, these past few weeks, so that's a blessing. Gorgeous.